0: didgeridoo means it's time for the australia news desk here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator it's steve visher and grant McHaren from the plain crazy down under podcast Dateline, 10th of November, 2013, and I'm back, babies. Oh Well, welcome back, Grouchy. I wouldn't want to, are you, you not, you know, dining out tonight at a
1: restaurant or something?
0: No, 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 no. Uh, last week was a friend's barbecue. Thus, the complete and utter lack of invitations to other PCDU folks. It was some of the crew I used to DJ for, so I don't know that that would have been quite the crowd you would have liked to hang with. Uh, Jonesy probably would have enjoyed, but uh, not quite your scene, I don't think.
1: Okay, well, I'm glad to see you made bail by the next morning
0: in that case. Yeah, well, you know, it's good to have friends in high places, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, welcome,
1: folks, to the Australia Desk for episode 972. Of course, I can say that nobody noticed my faux pas last week. Grant, did you realise I actually called last week's episode number this week's episode number?
0: Yeah, well, you were just so far looking into the future for when I'd be coming back to help out that you just had to call it 274 when really it was 273. Oh, Oops.
1: dearie, dearie me. Okay, let's get into it. Some uh, some local news on the uh, on the aviation scene this week. Let's talk all things 787 and the civil aviation. Safety Authority grant, according to this article in australianaviation.com.au has cleared Jetstar's 787 ops for takeoff.
0: That's correct mate, they've uh, gone through and uh, have completed training two CASA flying operations inspectors and two airworthiness inspectors on the 787 so they've been brought up to speed by Jetstar and Boeing to make sure that uh, the CASA staff know what they're on about with the 787, the plastic fantastic and uh, away they go, they've uh, done the demonstration of emergency evacuation procedures, a series of proving flights and a review of safety issues. So one of those safety issues may no doubt include the cracking of windscreens, as happened to Air India on their arrival into Australia recently in one of their 787s, but hasn't happened to any any of the others yet, just to Air India down here. So uh, all's good. Jetstar are now able to start taking revenue passengers, which they will be doing on their domestic flights between Melbourne and the Gold Coast.
1: Absolutely. And of course, uh, you know, that'll be kicking off very, very soon. So I guess they're very happy to have that going. You know, you're talking there about uh, the uh Air India with its cracked windscreen, I suppose if it's coming into Melbourne with uh, Jetstar setting up a base down here for 787s, that's probably uh, going to be less of an issue for them as time goes on.
0: Uh, Maybe, but uh, in this case they actually had a new windscreen part shipped out from India from their spares department over there so go figure. Hmm. They uh, got it out here, got it installed, all systems go back in the air.
1: (laughs) be ironic if they shipped it out here on an Airbus, wouldn't it? Don't go there. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about Air New Zealand 787s and of course they're planning to get 787-9s
0: they've announced, Grant, that they're going to be running that first up on the Auckland-to-Perth route. That's correct, mate. They have a full-scale mock-up of the interior, and it's looking pretty swish, especially if you're in business class. Uh, they're not squeezing you in quite as tight as uh, Jetstar are with their 787-8. You know Jetstar have 335 people on board that? Boeing promote their uh, 787-8 as being a 210 to 260 passenger one. And the previous big one that I'd heard about was about 290 people on uh, Norwegian Air Express. But Jetstar have taken it to almost, but not quite the max, going to 335. The aircraft is certified for around 380. But uh, that's a pretty uh, tight little squeeze. The Air New Zealand one's looking a little less squeezy. Uh, It's probably going to be a bit tight back down in coach. But uh, the business premium is looking pretty nice, mate.
1: It is looking very nice. So, you know, it's times like this where I think we really need that kid back. What was his name? Webb? Dan- oh, Webbage? The Unicorn Boy? No, like that? I've forgotten. Whoever he is. That kid that used to talk about seat pitch a lot. Yeah, I tell you what, <laughs> uh, squeezing into that uh, Jetstar 787, well, for somebody, you know, with my long legs, that, that would be rather squeezy, I think. And having been squeezed into a Tiger Airways plane <clears throat> twice... Uh, <laughs> I won't be keen to do that again, I can tell you. But yeah, those seats, they're calling them sky couches here, actually. And uh, yeah, they, actually oh, the ones well, they that's... show here on the article here look very, very fancy. You know, you know, New Zealand should give us a ride on that route, I think, you know, when they launch it. I, I think right. we could uh, give them a really good report.
0: That could be a bit of fun. They actually have 263 economy seats in the nine abreast format. And of those 263 seats, 14 rows are the famous sky couch. Now, the sky couch is three seats that can convert into a bit of a couch. So generally what you do is you pay a bit. Extra and you book for two of you on those three seats, and it was at first sold as the cuddle couch. Um, had a few issues. Uh, when they first came out, they managed to correct them and uh, the Sky Couch is apparently doing reasonably well, but yeah, I'm I'm targeting premium economy or business premier, mate, because uh, yeah, the Sky Couch isn't bad, but I just need that seat pitch, mate. I need knee room, leg room, space, <laughs> you and breathing me, space. You mate. and me both, mate. You and me both. Yeah, but good to see that uh, Air New Zealand is uh, making it uh, pretty good there, but mate, something that's not real good is closer to home here at Avalon. You guys were reporting on the links that the Union and the workers were going to at the Qantas heavy maintenance base at Avalon to try and keep it open, but all for naught. All for naught, and hardly
1: surprising. This report here from ABC News.
0: Qantas workers who lost their jobs today say the airline is making a mistake shutting its maintenance facility at Avalon Airport. Around 300 jobs will go from March next year because Qantas says there's no longer enough work. The unions say it's the next step in the airline's plans to shift all its maintenance work offshore. Kerry Ritchie reports. Sammy Buttergig just clocked up 10
1: years' service at Avalon. The way they drag it out and just telling us, oh, you know, keeping our hopes up, and then today they just said, we're gone in March. Qantas bosses say the decision wasn't
0: taken lightly, but it's necessary. We're gradually retiring our 747 aircraft, which means there's just not enough work to keep the base at Avalon viable and productive. Qantas says it'll offer generous redundancy packages to those it can't redeploy. I've got a lot of people that work for me that
1: have got kids, just brought houses, and they're the ones that work for you for. Four.
0: Union representatives comforted staff. They say Qantas is hell bent on moving maintenance offshore.
1: Yes, very sad news indeed, mate. And uh, I guess so. There was an air of inevitability about this. Qantas was uh, pretty determined to uh, shut this base down. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's actually a very big facility down there at uh, Avalon. It's interesting to see, Grant, that uh, most of those people there are contractors. Um, a lot of work, or some work at least, is going into uh, new facilities that uh, Qantas are starting up, as we mentioned earlier, for the 787. Maybe some of those people can cross train there. Hopefully, some of them can find employment up there in Brisbane. But, you know it's a long way it's two whole states away and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a big move I mean you know it's, it's easy for them to say well you know you people can uh, you know take these jobs up in Brisbane but if you've bought yourself a house down here in Melbourne it's a, certainly a big thing to consider so you know very sad news there we wish all of those people well there that are working at the uh, Avalon uh, maintenance base between that and the closure of the Ford or the announcement of the uh, closure of the uh, Ford manufacturing facilities uh, and they have a big plant there in the Geelong region as well that's going to take place from 2016 a lot of uh, engineering a lot of skill jobs are disappearing from that region which is quite disturbing really.
0: Uh, they certainly are mate but as you have said it's not a big surprise Qantas did have 34 400s, now down to 15 mate and uh, they're going to cut that further down to just 10 and so there would be big gaps where they wouldn't have any serious heavy maintenance to do at Avalon so they can't justify keeping the people on because hey you know those 10 that they've got left they're going to go overseas for their heavy maintenance so bad luck Australia bad luck Avalon shut it all down. Down and who knows what's going to happen to the guys. It's a, it's a real shame.
1: Anyway, moving on, let's talk all things defence. We haven't covered defence news for quite a few weeks and uh, the Royal Australian Air Force, we've been talking uh, most of this year about, uh, you know, them uh, converting some of the F-18F Super Hornets into the EA-18G Growler spec. In fact, of course, some of them were made sort of pre-wide for that uh, very purpose. And uh, the Air Force has started uh, some Growler training in the United States, I guess, with the United States Navy.
0: They certainly have, mate. And uh, Flight Lieutenant Sean Rutledge has commenced Training with the Electronic Attack Wing at the US Pacific Fleet at Naval Air Station Whidbey Island. So he's going to become the uh, first RAFI to uh, know all about the Growler and then he's going to start training other RAF aircrew. So our uh crew will be over there getting up to speed, getting ready to come back here when we have those aircraft ready to go.
1: Wing Commander Paul Jarvis is the Deputy Director of the EA-18G Growler Transition Team and he said the Growler is a game changer for the Royal Australian Air Force. With its unique mix of capabilities, it provides multiple options to commanders, all of which reduce the risk to supported Australian Defence Force or Coalition Forces while increasing their lethality. I like that word, Grant, lethality.
0: <laughs> That's the one, mate. And I think when I follow up with my uh, chat with Air Vice. Martin, Marshall Jeff Brown, the uh, leader of the RAF, I was chatting to him uh, the other weekend up at tomorrow. Yeah, we might have a wee chat about these growlers and uh, see if we can be there when they start arriving in a few years. You are certainly a name dropper, McHeron, I'll tell you. Well, hey, just getting in there before you do with uh, some of your recent friendings on Facebook. But anyhow. <laughs> there you go. You know, it reminds me of that time I met Bill Clinton. Well, mate, you do work and move in uh, royal spheres. So, hey, mate, I'm happy just to work with the uh, the flyboys, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it's wise to even admit, admit
1: that I uh, shook hands with Bill Clinton once. You know, some people might regard that as a bad thing. <laughs>
0: well, it depends on if you're a Republican or not,
1: right? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. Let's not get into American politics. I understand little enough about Australian politics without getting into uh, international politics. I'd hate to start an international incident.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. Again. That. <laughs> I was going to say. what. Like, Like, hasn't it been long enough since Oshkosh 2011? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Well, that's
1: everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. We'll be back next week, and hopefully we'll get the episode number right. But until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm the real Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks. Southern skies. Online media.